أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم بسم الله الذي لا يضر مع اسمه شيء في الأرض ولا في السماء وهو السميع العليم بسم الله مجريه ومرساه إن ربي لغفور رحيم اللهم يا الله يا رحمن يا رحيم يا أرحم الراحمين صلي وسلم على سيدنا محمد النبي الأمين المبعوذ رحمة للعالمين وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا ربنا أدخلنا مدخل صدق وأخرجنا مخرج صدق وجعلنا من لدنك سلطان النصيرا جاء الحق وذهق الباطل إن الباطل كان ذهوقا اللهم ربنا اجعل جمعنا هذا جمع مباركا مرحوما واجعل اللهم تفرقنا من بعده تفرقا معصوما ورتعلم فينا ولا معنا ولا منا شقير ولا محرومة اللهم رب زدنا علما وزدنا فهما واجعلنا من الراشدين يا رب يسر لنا أمرنا وآتنا سؤلنا وبلغنا مقصودنا في الدين والدنيا برحمتك يا رحم الراحمين صلي وسلم على سيدنا محمد النبي الأمين وآله وصحبه وسلم حان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين الفاتحة بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين هدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين عمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي رب أوزعنا نشكر نعمتك التي أنعمت علي وعلى والدي ونعمل صالحا ترضى وأصلح لي في ذريتي إن تبت إليك وإني من المسلمين الحمد لله I thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for allowing us to come together to study the seerah or the biography of the greatest man ever to walk on this earth, Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. And we began our session last week talking about Sayyidina Muhammad sallam, an-nur, the light. And I hope everybody went and reflected upon what I have said because from that then you can build this relationship with Sayyidina Muhammad Sallam not like you are building it with anybody you hear a lot of people going about saying he's just one like us definitely he's not one like us there is no doubt about it the Quran proves it and the Sunnah of Muhammad Sallam even extend that to the greatest position whereby people can find themselves appreciating what is being said. You read in different books, different things being said. I tried my best to bring it together last week and put it to you uh, as something that you can take evidence from. Today, as I promised last week, I'm going to talk about Sayyidina Muhammad Sallam, the human, al-Bashar, when he was okay, brought down to this earth before his birth and the time before that. And inshallah, next week, we come and talk about his ancestry, okay, from Ismail alayhi salam to the father, Abdullahi, radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Now, when we talk about Sayyidina Muhammad sallam, from the time when he was put into Sayyidina, Nuh, Sayyidina Adam alayhi salam, okay, into the back of Sayyidina Adam, as we say, fi sulbihi, Alaykum salam Okay. Adam then was asked to stay in Jannah, in Al Jannah, and there Hawa was created from him, and together were asked to do one thing, not to eat from the tree. And the purpose of that is to allow the destiny of man to take place so that 
Muhammad will be born on this earth because the body was taken from the earth. And therefore, Iblis, the one who refused to prostrate to Sayyidina Adam السلام, for the sake of Muhammad وسلم, the light, whispered. When he whispered, the whisper initially was not listened to. But later on, when it was listened to, and Sayyidina Adam السلام, ate from the tree, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم قلنا اهبطوا منها جميعا فإما يأتينكم مني هدى فمن اتبع هدايا فلا خوف عليهم ولا هم يحزنون سورة البقرة verse 37 a very clear indication that the beginning of the journey of the human being is to begin now because Adam was alone then Hawa was created they were instructed. One instruction, not to eat from the tree. Just that's one instruction, and it was broken. And it was known by the Creator Almighty, it will be, so that they can come down. Otherwise, they will remain there. We will not be here today. Allah says, in this verse, We said to them, Come down from it, all of you together. Meaning, Adam, Hawa, and Iblis. Iblis was raised from the earth. He will come back to the earth. And Adam, his body was made of the earth. His body will return back to the earth with the new partner, Hawa alayhi salam. They will come down to the earth. فَإِمَّا يَأْتِيَنَّكُمْ مِنْ يُهُدًا And then they will come from me to you a guidance. I want you to think with me a little bit here. When we read the names of the Prophet those who read the Dalail, whoever is reading the Dalail, in the names, we come to the name Huda. Sayyidina Muhammad Sallam, his name is Huda, guidance. And whenever a guidance comes from me to you, in what form and shape? In the form of a messenger who will deliver a message, and that message will be supported by the initial light, the light of guidance, which is Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Whosoever follows this guidance then, then he will have no problem. Okay? No fear is for them. And they will never have sadness in their life. So it is said then, when Adam come down to the earth, there will be generations whereby a chosen one will be sent to them, guiding them with a message from Allah, but that guidance will always be supported with the light. Remember last week we said, لَغَجَّعَكُمْ مِنَ اللَّهِ Noor. He has come to you from Allah, a light. And that light is the light of Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallim. Then, Generation after generation until Sayyidina Nuh alayhi salam was alright. The guidance was followed. Things were going sensibly right until the time of Nuh when the majority of the people of the earth in his time began to deviate, began to remove themselves from the worship of the one, Tawheed. And everyone began to worship that which they imagined that which shaitan encouraged them to worship. And many of them 
went towards idol worshipping. And Kufr became the dominant part of the earth in the first time. And for this reason, Nuh could not bear it anymore. And he made his dua. Oh Allah, don't allow any of those who reject you or don't believe on you remain on this earth. Rabbi la al-ardi min al-kafirina dayyara. Okay. Oh Allah, do not allow any of those who will reject you or take partners with you or worship according to their desire or leave the right path, remain on this earth. Allah accepted his prayer and commanded him to build the ark. And everybody was laughing at him. Little they knew that Allah is going to save the world because Allah created us to know him, not to know ourselves for the sake of having pleasure in this world or having fun, not for building this world and enjoying ourselves. It is for knowing him. And Sayyidina Adam, alayhi salam, was brought down to bring this to existence. Everything happened properly until the time of Sayyidina Nuh when everybody deviated and then he made the prayer, alayhi salam, and then Allah commanded him to build the ark. The ark was built and he was there only with those who believed among the righteous and all the creatures that he was commanded to carry within the ark. And Allah brought rain from the heavens and Allah brought water from the ground. And every land that was known to the people of the time was drowned and that ark was on water. No place was dry. Even Sayyidina Nuh alayhi salam's son who deviated and disbelieved and who did not take the teaching of his father genuinely, he was not of the people of the light. He was not of the people of the right. He was drowned. When his father asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to save him, he told him, no, he's not a good one to be saved. Ignore him. Leave him. إِنَّهُ عَمَلٌ غَيْرُ إِنَّهُ عَمَلٌ غَيْرُ It is a work that is not righteous. It is a son that is not worthy that you spend your time wasting. Because the whole thing is to save that light of Muhammad Sallam and to save those who were closest to him. Physically from the mud that was created and spiritually from the light that was closest to that mud from which those people were created as I explained last week. Okay? Subhanallah, when Sayyidina Nuh السلام, settled with the believers, when the ark came to the Mount of Judah and the believers came out, for a time again, everything went well. People were returning back to the truth. People were worshipping the one. People were having real knowledge, having sensible debate, talking about real understanding of who they were, where they come from, what's the reason for them to exist. But man is always curious. Man is always forgetful. Man is always thinking that he knows better. And the time came, okay, when everything was rotten as well. And that was the time of Sayyidina Ibrahim salam. Even him, he was born in a house whereby the closest to him were either idol worshippers or idol makers. And one of the greatest stories to read to begin the journey of this light of Muhammad is the story of Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam. 
Now Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam, when you read, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says clearly about him, he was not just righteous, but pure and clean alayhi salam. وَمَا كَانَ مِنَ الْمُشْرِكِينَ He was never amongst those who were taking part in us to God. Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam. Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam grew in the land of Iraq, moved to the land of Palestine with his family and remained there. And he was tested when you read the story. And all the time he was traveling, he was finding nothing but people building idols, worshipping idols, deviating from the truth. Those who were living in the cities, those who were living in the town, those who were living in the villages, and those who were living just in the country, they were all the same. In fact, those who were living in the cities, they knew nothing but pleasure. Just like in our time now. Pleasure was the aim. So Sayyidina Ibrahim salam was trying his best to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow him to do something to change the world. He knew. He was getting older and he had no children. His wife Sarah was getting very old and he prayed and asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to gift him a righteous son. And subhanallah, that righteous son was not from his wife Sarah, but happened to be from his wife Hajir. And his name is Ismail alayhi salam. And that's the beginning of the journey of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi salam to be born at that time. So when Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam prayed and Allah answered, not Sarah who carried the baby, but Hajir who carried the baby. Because there is a purpose. And the purpose is to remove Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi from that area, okay, whereby people have neglected the worship of Allah to a new area, where in his time, when he will be born, however the world is going wrong, the people who will be born in will be the purest in heart. قَالَ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ خَيْرُكُمْ فِي الْجَاهِلِيَّةِ خَيْرُكُمْ فِي الْإِسْلَامِ He, sallallahu alayhi wa says, the best of you in jahiliya to his people in the time is the best of them in Islam. That's the purity, and I will explain this later when we talk about the people of that time. Okay? Allah said in the Quran, أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ وَنُوحًا إِذْ نَادَى مِنْ قَبْلُ فَاسْتَجَبْنَا لَهُ فَنَجَّيْنَاهُ وَأَهْلَهُ مِنَ الْكَرْبَ الْعَظِيمِ Al-Anbiya, or the Prophet, 76. And Nuh, when he called earlier, we accepted his prayer, or his call, we saved him and his family from the greatest punishment. This is Sayyidina Nuh. And then, Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam. Allah said, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم ولغد آتينا إبراهيم رشده من قبله وكنا به عالمين. From that time, Allah knew Ibrahim alayhi salam will be the carrier of this light in his time. Allah has given him his guidance. Now, when you read the story of Sayyidina Ibrahim salam, I want you to notice, as a child, what did he do? His family was worshipping the idols. Some of his members of his family, like his uncle and his father, were making idols. The town where he was living, it had the greatest temples full of idols. But he was always going to the mountain as a shepherd, looking after the sheep and the goats and the camels, okay? And the animals that his family used to own. And he was always curious, asking and wondering, why are they doing this? 
How can they, with all the knowledge they have, turn to an idol they make by their own hand and ask of it to protect them, ask of it to sustain them, ask of it to give them anything? I'm asking you, how can a child of that age ask such questions where his elders have already said the way of guidance, unless he was already guided? And this is why they say, Sayyidina Ibrahim السلام, was the carrier of this light in him from early age. He was guided like Nuh السلام. So when the time came and he went to the temple and destroyed all the idols and put the axe on the largest of the statues, and they came and they were shocked in the day of the celebration, and they asked, who could do such a terrible thing? None of them could find anybody in the town that will do this. That means everyone they could think of, his heart, his mind, his love, his direction is to the idols. Because they all used to come to the temple. They all used to give homage to the idols. The only one they have never seen is him. They said, a young man called Ibrahim. Where is he? And when, when they brought him forth and they began to question him, look at his answer. Do you think somebody as young as me, somebody as weak as me, will destroy such great gods? What did they say? Nothing. Because they knew he was young, he could not do such a thing. But then he turned to them to put the question to them. And he said, Why don't you ask the largest or the hugest or the biggest of them? Perhaps he will give you the answer. But then when they conferred between themselves, when they consulted one another, especially the elders, they realized these idols do not speak. And they felt embarrassed. And those who were just following among the crowds, they began to doubt what the elders were asking them to do. So the elders quickly came to a conclusion, it must be him, and he must be burned. Soon, they brought the wood, they lit the fire, and they threw him in the fire. And they were asking him before that to accept that he has done this terrible act, and that he should turn to the idols, as they call them gods, and ask for forgiveness. And apologize to the people. But he refused. And he admitted then that I did because I feel they will not be able to add to me anything or take away anything from me. And they threw him in the fire. People were terrified, were worried what will happen to this man who didn't do anything. Those who were thinking this is wrong. Others were shouting that, yes, he is wrong and he should be destroyed. But yes, subhanallah, because of the guidance within him, that Huda, Sayyidina Ibrahim السلام, was in the fire. Thinking of only Allah. Questioning himself about what these people did. And without him, they will continue doing what they are doing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Almighty, the Lord of the heaven and the, the throne, looked down and saw his servant in the fire, denying everything they did, 
accepting only him. And he sent Jibreel to him and asked Jibreel to ask him. So Jibreel alayhi salam comes to Sayyidina Ibrahim, Assalamu alaikum ya Ibrahim. Peace be upon you, O Ibrahim. Wa alaikum assalam. Allah Almighty is sending you peace and asking me to ask you, what can I do to save you? He asked, will you do or will he, the Almighty, be acting on my behalf? He said, I will do. Are you a creator or a created? He said, of course I'm a created being. He said, then I do not tend to the created. I only tend to the creator. Hence, Sayyidina Ibrahim salam proved that he was carrying the light of guidance and Allah looked down into the fire. As Allah said in the Quran, I will not be afraid of Ibrahim. Allah is stating and saying, and we, for him, subhanahu wa ta'ala, said to the fire, Kuni bardan, be peaceful, or be cool, وَسَلَامًا عَلَىٰ Ibrahim and peaceful for Ibrahim alayhi salam. And he was sitting in the fire. Subhanallah, Sayyidina Muhammad sallam, said, my father Ibrahim, while he's in the fire, he was repeating the remembrance of Allah or the glorification of Allah. حَسْبُنَ اللَّهُ وَنِعْمَ الْوَكِيلُ نِعْمَ الْمَوْلَى وَنِعْمَ النَّصِيرُ حَسْبُنَ اللَّهُ وَنِعْمَ الْوَكِيلُ نِعْمَ الْمَوْلَى وَنِعْمَ النَّصِيرُ Our Savior is Allah. And he is sufficient to save us. The best of those who can support you and the one whom can, you can definitely receive support from. The best. There is nobody but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the true meaning of tawheed. This is the true meaning of dependence upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The true meaning of seeking only Allah, turning only to Allah, wanting only from Allah. But yet, he was normal in his community. He was the best in his character. He was always supportive, helping, doing whatever is asked of him. The only thing he did not do, never turned to the idols. Never turned to the creation or the created beings. He always created, turned to the creator almighty subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he came out of the fire and many of the people who were standing there, they followed him. <laughs> Allah said this in the Quran, read the story. Allah named the surah after him, Surah Ibrahim, alayhi salam. And subhanallah, if you look at it, Allah said, A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan al-rajim. Walagassabagat kalimatuna li'ibadina al-mursaleen. It is already being ordained by us that our messengers who will come carrying this light we have chosen them. We have given them their mission. And we have shown them their path. Definitely, they will be the one who will always be supported. Who will be supporting them? It's Allah. Because Allah has chosen them. As I said last week, Allah has chosen them. And indeed, our soldiers who will carry this message they will always be victorious. They will always be victorious. So if you really want to be in that path, you should think of nothing but Allah. This is it. And subhanAllah, look what Allah says about 
both of them, Sayyidina Nuh for carrying this light, and Sayyidina Muhammad okay, in his back at the time, and also Sayyidina Ibrahim السلام, and Sayyidina Muhammad السلام, being carried in his back. He says, And Nuh called upon us to save Tawheed, to save okay, the worship of God, to save the righteous from the humiliation of those who diverted from the truth and the path. Allah says, and we were the one to answer the call. Salamun ala Nuhin fil alameen. May peace be upon Nuh alayhi salam in the world. Because Allah realized that he was only calling for the truth. Wa min shi'atihi la Ibrahim. And indeed of his party is Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam. So, the light was coming from Nuh to Ibrahim alayhi salam. So when we look at next week at the family tree, and you could see it is from Ibrahim, it goes to Nuh alayhi salam. Because Allah is stating it here. When you read the Mawlid, whether it's Barazanji or Dayba' or any Mawlid written, they always go to, up to Ismail and sometimes they link it to Ibrahim and they say there is some okay, differences in how it goes from there. It can be taken back to Sayyidina Adam alayhi salam. Salamun ala Ibrahim. Peace be upon Ibrahim alayhi salam. Ibrahim alayhi salam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given him his son Ismail after the difficulties he went through. And because Sayyidina Ismail is the carrier of this amana, Allah wants to save him. And take him to a new land and begin a new living and a new life. And it is in the story that because his wife Sarah was there all the time and she wanted a child and she couldn't have a child, and then she instructed him to marry Hajir and he married Hajir by her permission. And Hajir was the answer for having that baby, Ismail. Subhanallah, Allah then instructed him to prove to him that he only loves him. Ibrahim alayhi salam only loves Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because now he have a child to make him busy. Most of us, when we have children, we become busy. We're always knowing this. People come to circles, study knowledge, travel the world to do whatever uh, will be good for uh, the help of mankind, whatever. Once you have children and you have a family, then you do less. Because you are more Okay, engrossed in your family, in the tarbiyah, sometimes through love, sometimes through duty. So Ibrahim Ali was busy. Allah said to him, take him and put him far away from you. Travel. Where shall I travel to? Go south. So Sayyidina Ibrahim السلام, took his wife Hajir, Sayyidina Ismail السلام, and he began the journey. And traveled and traveled and traveled until he came to a place where there was nothing but mountains, rocks, and pebbles. Biwadin ghayradi zar'in. In a valley where there is no plant, not one single plant. It's an empty dead land. There, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to him, leave your wife, leave your child, and go. And imagine, in a journey, how much food does he have? How much water does he have? Very little. When the time came to leave, and he was consulting his wife, 
and looking at his baby, he began to waver a little bit and worried. What will happen to the child, my only son? What will happen to the mother? I can't leave them. You know why that feeling? Not because he did not want to fulfill the message that he was given or to follow the commandment, but because of the mercy within. He could not leave a woman sitting there vulnerable with nothing to have in a dangerous place and he is the protector for her as the man and the husband and the father and a little baby. But then his wife proved that she was the right career okay, to this righteous child, Ismail alayhi salam. She turned to him and said to him, Allahu amaraka ya Ibrahim am hadha min indik did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded you or what you are saying to me is of your own initiative? This is from your own planning. He said, This is because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded me. This is because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded me I brought you to this land. She didn't cry. She didn't say to him, You are wicked. Or you are somebody who is neglectful of his duty to his family. Or showed any fear. The answer from her proves she was a righteous woman. What did she say? Go, for it is he, Allah Almighty God, will never let us down. Go, for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will never let us down. And subhanallah, this is where Iman is. I wanted to reflect a little bit. Who is Hajir? Where did she come from? And how did she came about? Now when you read the history of where she come from, from the Prophet she come from the most noblest people of her area. She come from the area of East or Northeast Africa, South of Egypt, okay, and East of Sudan. They call her Hajir, okay, a Nubia. Hajir, a Nubia. There was a tribe called Nuba in that area. It's still there in South Egypt. She is from those people. <coughs> and that is something you need to think about. But when the Prophet talked about people and their lineage and their purity, he said, those people are some of the purest people ever to walk on this earth. And therefore, she was chosen and selected to come and carry this child. After all that mess up, the people of Iraq, Palestine, and Central Asia messed up with the knowledge and the prophet that was sent to them. And these people were clean and pure. So she was brought and she carried that child. So she had the faith. She had the iman and the strength not to fear anything or anyone but she accepted the determination of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for her to live in that land with a child with little provision and there is nothing else. No water, no food. I promise you by Allah Almighty God, no one will accept this. Only somebody whom Allah has put guidance in them. Only somebody whom Allah has fulfilled them within. And how could she be when she is going to be carrying that light of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Now Sayyidina Ibrahim when he listened to that, 
it framed him, it confirmed him, he left. When he went out and climbed on a hill and looked down and saw the little place, the shed he built for them, he put his hand up and prayed, Oh my Lord, I have left my wife and my baby in a land where there is no plants. But he knew why Allah brought him there. Why that land? Why that position? If you remember last week I told you, from that land, from that position where the Kaaba is built, when the Malaika took the mud there, the body of Muhammad Sallam and all the prophets and the messengers and the righteous are made of mud. We are made of the different mud of the earth. The further we are to the faith, the further we are from that mud of that earth. That's the core of the most beautiful light. If you read in any Mawlid, in any Seerah, they say, and Jibreel was asked with the Malaika to come to the earth and pick from it his mud. And to bring to Allah Almighty God, and then the light of Muhammad was put in that mud. But the light of that land became the body of those precious people. So, and the human being always inclined toward the land where he comes from. So Hajir is from that mud. Ismail is from that mud. Ibrahim is from that mud. This is their land. This is where they come from. And there, when Adam came, because Adam was from there, and came to that land, already Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen to build the Kaaba there. The Kaaba was built by the Malaika, and then it was destroyed until Ibrahim alayhi salam came and it was buried and he came and raised the foundation later on. So here I want you to think, subhanallah, Sayyidina Muhammad sallam was brought to the origin where he comes from. Mecca is not a strange land to him. His body comes from that land. If his body was made of the mud, his mud or his piece of mud come from there. Sayyidina Ibrahim السلام, after making his prayer, he left. But look at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in accepting his prayer until today when you go to Mecca, wherever you come from in the world, you find what you need in Mecca. The only place in this world you find everything. Even those today who are born in the West and don't like any food, but they like fast food, they can find McDonald's. <laughs> That's the idea. Everything you find. You're Indian, you're Chinese, you're Korean, you're African, you're European. You find everything you need. The dua of Ibrahim salam. I wish our prayer could be accepted exactly like his prayer. But you have to realize for your prayer to be accepted like him, you have to have total holding on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You never turn away from him. And we'll talk about this later. So, then he left. And the time came when Allah commanded him to go back. <laughs> and he came to find his wife and his child. And subhanAllah, at that time already, his wife, Sarah, had a baby. Ishaq. And Ishaq already, okay, was old as well. So when he came and arrived, and looked from far away, he saw the place so busy. He couldn't believe it. And he asked, and the place already had a name, Mecca. 
And when he arrived and saw the place he built became a bigger place and there was water and there were people and there were food, Hajir explained to him and told him of the miracle that has taken place. Now I'm going to tell you one thing. The miracle of Zamzam that took place there, the miracle of the people who are traveling okay, from the south to the north and the north to the south, closer to the water, okay, in the caravan route, seeing and knowing about the water and coming and helping and building and changing the route to come through Mecca. The miracle of the people finding whatever they need because of the dua he made, all this because of the man to come, Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu If it is not for Muhammad sallallahu this will never happen. But Allah is fulfilling his mission. كنت كذب مخفيا فأردت أن أعرف فخلقت الخلق ليعرفوني. As I said last week, I was a hidden treasure. Allah says, I was a hidden treasure, and I wanted the creation, and I wanted to be known. So I created the creation to know me. And Subhanallah, everyone, عليكم السلام, everyone got to know Ibrahim and his son Ismail, and Ismail was going out with his dad, coming and going. And then the test came when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded Ibrahim السلام, to slaughter his son. After all that, everything he has done, now he's been commanded to slaughter him. But subhanallah, they say when he put him, when they both surrendered, Ibrahim السلام, and his son, I don't want to go through the story because you can read that. When they had the debate, and the son, imagine, like the mother earlier on, because he had the truth in him, his father held him and said to him, Ya Bunaya, inni ara fil manami anni adbahuk. Oh, my son, I have seen in the dream that I, have, I should slaughter you. He didn't fear, he didn't fought his dad in any way, or asked him what he's going to do, or called him a name, or ran away or anything but he looked into his dad's eye and said ya abati fa'al ma tu'mar oh father you must fulfill what you have been commanded how could he say that which child will say that let your children today say this go to your son and say last night i have dreamt that i should shave your hair and say you're crazy <laughs> leave alone killing him you just say i'm gonna shave your head bald because they don't like to be bald they are crazy he might call the social services or the police for it. <laughs> so that is a sign of Iman. A child like his mother is speaking the truth. And subhanallah, he put him to slaughter him and he couldn't. Ismail said to his father, Father, you brought with you a rope. It will be more easier for you so that I don't fidget, tie me up. Because whenever he moved, the father couldn't. Then he tied him up. And then he was determined to do the job. And the moment he was about to do the job, we saved him by bringing down from the heaven a great sacrifice. Aram. That 
safety of Ibrahim, okay, from slaughtering his son and the saving of his son Ismail is because of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi Read in all the books. That is the reason. Nothing else. Because he was carrying him. Who is carrying Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alaihi At this moment, Sayyidina Ismail alayhi salam. This is the reason. They say, Nuh was saved because of Muhammad sallallahu Ibrahim was saved from the fire because of Muhammad sallallahu Ismail was saved from the slaughter because of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa These are things that we believe in and we trust in and we take seriously. Now, Allah said in the Quran, A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan rajim Surah Ali Imran, verse 33. Inna Allah astafa Adama wa Nuhan wa ala Ibrahim wa ala Imran ala al-alamin. Indeed, Allah has chosen Adam and Nuh and the family of Ibrahim and the family of Imran above all the other people. No people are better than these people. And the only thing that you could think about, why are they better than anybody else? Because they were the closest to the light. The closest to the light, the more nobler you become. Not in the physical form or the physical term or the living and the life of today and the ranking in it. No, no, no. Upper class and upper middle class and middle class. No, 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 no. Nothing to do with that. It's to do with nobility of the character of the human being. When Allah said in the Quran about Muhammad and indeed, O Muhammad, وسلم, you have the noblest of characters, is because of that. Look at yourself. Judge yourself. See yourself. How do people judge you to be in your character? The more gentle you are, the more kind you are, the more generous you are, the more lenient you are, the more kind, merciful, the more closer to that light of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Imam al-Busayri, in the Burda, he says, وَكُلُّ آيٍ أَتَى الرُّسُلُ الْكِرَامُ بِهَا فَإِنَّمَا اتَّصَلَتْ مِن نُورِهِ بِهِمِ وَكُلِّ آيٍ أَتَى الرُّسُلُ الْكِرَامُ بِهَا And every sign the noble prophets and messengers brought, and every signs that the noble messengers Allah have sent brought, it was only through his light that it came to existence. Nothing. Every sign that a messenger Allah has sent shown to his people, it was because of light of Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And when he wrote his humaziyah, okay, talking about him to show you his position in that time, he says... لم تزل في ضمائر الكون تختار لك الأمهات والآباء ما مضت فترة من الرسل إلا بشرت قومها بك الأنبياء This is in the Humazia The Humazia is a long poem that Imam al-Busayri have written He wrote المحمدية والمضرية والبردة والهمزية Those are short but this is the longest, over 800 verses. It's absolutely beautiful. Uh, I don't know whether it's been translated in English, but it must be, but it should be. It's a very big poem, but it's beautiful. He says, لم تزل في ضمائر الكون تختار لك الأمهات والأباء From the beginning of the creation, every time 
your life is to be given to a man to carry you, O Muhammad Sallam. The choice for who will be your carrier as a father and who will be the carrier for the person who will carry your light next as a mother is chosen from above. No one is just like that. Therefore, the chain of Muhammad Sallam or the lineage of Muhammad Sallam, the family chain, is the most noblest of chains. And I tell you, if you read the names of Muhammad, Abdullah, huh, and you carry on to the end, to as much as you can and ask Allah by this chain, Allah will give you. It's what I believe, because this is a noble chain. And then he said, Mamadat Fatratum min rusli illa basharat And every time the messengers were sent and there is calamities, troubles on the earth, only the messengers will remind their people of your coming. That's the truth. All the earlier books are always talking about the man who will come at the end of time. The man who was created first as a light and who will be born as the messenger last and he will deliver his message as the last message to be delivered to mankind. And therefore, the ulama say, Sayyidina Ibrahim السلام, when he made his prayer, Sayyidina Muhammad sallam becomes da'wa to Ibrahim. Okay? Ibrahim السلام, made a dua so that Allah can give this child the birth through him. And therefore, when he was born through Ismail السلام, he became da'wat Ibrahim. Sayyidina Muhammad sallam, da'wat Ibrahim السلام. And they also call him Bushra Isa. The last person to remind the people about him and to give the good tidings he will come Sayyidina Isa alayhi salam. And listen to the Quran. Allah says, A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan al-rajim. Wa idh yarfa'u Ibrahim al-qawa'idah min al-bayt. And when Ibrahim alayhi salam was raising the foundation of the house, because once his son was saved and he fulfilled the message of wanting to slaughter him, Allah then said to him, find the house and raise it and establish tawheed in this land. For the man who will come and conclude the message, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa Ismail, and Sayyidina Ismail alayhi salam, his son, was supporting him in building or raising the foundation of the house. What did they say? Rabbana taqabbal minna innaka anta sami'ul alim. They were praying and asking Allah, O oh, our Lord, accept from us, for you are the one who hear and you are the one who is most knowledgeable. رَبَّنَا وَجْعَنَّا مُسْلِمَيْنِ لَكَ Our Lord, allow us both to be submitters to you, Muslims. وَمِنْ ذُرِّيَّتِنَا أُمَّةً مُسْلِمًا And from our descendants, who will be raised in that land, a nation who will be a Muslim nation, a nation of submission. وَأَرِنَا مَنَاسِكَنَا And show us our rituals. What kind of rituals should we have? In order to worship you. وَتُبْ عَلَيْنَا And forgive our sins. إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ الْغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ For you are the most forgiving. إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ التَّوَابُ الرَّحِيمُ For you are the one to repent unto the merciful. And then he made his prayer. رَبَّنَا وَبْعَثْ فِيهِمْ رَسُولًا مِنْهُمْ Our Lord arrayed from the midst of them, from amongst them, a messenger. يَتْلُوا عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتِكَ Who will rehearse or recite for them your verses. وَيُعَلِّمُهُمُ الْكِتَابِ And he will teach them the book. He knew there would be a book with Muhammad Sallam. 
and he will teach them the wisdom. and he will purify them. hakim for you are the most exalted, most wise. Now Sayyidina Ibrahim السلام, was commanded to build the Kaaba with his son Ismail. And after all the trials that he went through, when you read his story, too many trials. The trials okay, of the idols and the fire, the trials of the king to whom he says, okay, my lord bring the sun from the east, bring it from the west. Okay? The trials that he went through in slaughtering his son Ismail. The trial before that in leaving his wife Hajir and her baby alone. All these things. But then suddenly Allah has manifested to him the truth that in this land there will be goodness. So he realized if the house is here through which all the prophets have worshipped, now I want a part of that. I want this to be the goodness that will be for me in the day of judgment. So he raised his hand and asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to raise the nation that will be submitting to him. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from them there will be that messenger, Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah in his wisdom decided that yes, this will be it. It could be anybody else, somewhere else. But because Muhammad sallallahu was supposed to be born there from the generation that will come from Sayyidina Ismail alayhi salam, Allah answered. That verse, by the way, or these verses from Surah Al-Baqarah, but the answer comes in Surah Al-Jum'ah. Allah says, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم هو الذي بعث في الأميين رسولا منهم It is he, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who raised amongst the illiterate a messenger from them. يتلو عليهم آياته The first thing he will do, he will recite the verses of the Quran to them from the book. ويذكيهم But then he will purify them. ويعلمهم الكتاب And he will teach them the book. والحكمة and the wisdom. وإن كانوا من قبل لفي ضلال مبين However, they were in great era before. Subhanallah. Allah has answered exactly what Ibrahim has asked for. Every prayer it seems he asked for, Allah fulfilled for him. But here, in this one, Allah changed the order. Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Lord of the heaven and the earth, put Teskia before the teaching. Before you begin to learn the knowledge, you must purify yourself. It's called terbiyah. And in the olden days, when people wanted to learn knowledge, before they learn the knowledge, they learn terbiyah. Terbiyah meaning how to handle yourself, how to behave and to act like a human being, how to do the right things. So all the schools that were established after the companions were always seeking terbiyah first. And subhanAllah, until today, if you travel to the Middle East, the Ministry of Learning, which they call the Ministry of Education here in this country, in the Arab countries it's called the Ministry of Tarbiya and Learning. Tarbiya comes first. Wadar tarbiya wat ta'lim. Ta'lim meaning to learn knowledge, education. But tarbiya. Where they got this name from? From the Quran. Because we cannot choose to give somebody knowledge without having that adab without having that etiquette of knowing how to and handle the knowledge they have. You could be the most learned person. But imagine if you are arrogant. Imagine if you are wicked. Imagine if you are a cheat, a liar. 
a deceitful person. Imagine if you are an oppressor. How many people you meet, they were high in knowledge, but they have no mercy in their hearts. How many people who have the greatest knowledge in a subject of this world, but they don't know who Allah is? They are further away from the light of God. And therefore we need to be careful. So here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has taught us that Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu will be born from the house of Sayyidina Ibrahim, from his son Sayyidina Ismail, and he will be raised from the land where the mud of Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu body was taken. Now Sayyidina Isa alayhi salam gave the news to his people that he will come. وَإِذْ قَالَ عِيسَى أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ وَإِذْ قَالَ عِيثَ بْنِ مَرْيَمْ And Isa ibn Maryam, or Isa son of Mary, says, يَا بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلِ O children of Israel, إِنِّي رَسُولُ اللَّهِ إِلَيْكُمْ I am indeed the messenger of Allah sent to you. Okay? مُصَدِّغًا لِمَا بَيْنَ يَدَيْكُمْ مِنَ التَّوْرَةِ I am approving of the teaching that you have received before me in the Torah, which was brought by Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam. No change in that. We carry on with the same message. However, listen to me, those who are present, to inform those who will come later on, مُوَشِّرًا بِرَسُولٍ يَأْتِي مِنْ بَعْدِ اسْمُهُ أَحْمَدْ صلى الله عليه وسلم. I am giving you the good tidings and the good news of a messenger who will come after me. His name will be Ahmad. The best. So his name in the bushra of Sayyidina Isa alayhi salam, Ahmad, and his name given by his grandfather Muhammad, the praised one, and his name given by the malaika in the heaven, Mahmud, the one who will always be praised. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So this is something that we need to think about. Now, we look at Sayyidina Muhammad sallam, from the time when Adam was brought down to the time when Nuh alayhi salam okay, was saved, carrying him to the time when Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam married his wife Hajir, had his son Ismail and moved him to the land where he will be born to the time where Sayyidina Ismail alayhi salam grew up and built or raised the Kaaba with his father and made the dua for him to be born to the time when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allowed Sayyidina Isa later on to give the good tidings that he will come. And Isa alayhi salam was about 500 years before Muhammad sallam was born. What was happening at the time in the 6th century? What was happening when Sayyidina Muhammad sallam was born? Now, if you look at the religions at that time, because there was no religion for the whole world, Allah's wisdom decided that people, wherever they might be living, they will receive a messenger, they will receive a message. The aim of that message is the same. The goal of fulfilling that message are different. There were many religions in the world, they are all leading to one thing. Every religion, that is a religion, was leading to the one. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was leading to the teaching of Tawheed. There is no religion that is teaching other than Allah. Every religion is saying, La ilaha illallah. Who proves that? Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he said, qabli, la ilaha illallah. The best that I brought and the prophets before me is La ilaha illallah. 
So this is something that you need to think about. What religion were they at that time? Al-Yahudiyya, the Jewish religion. Wal-Masihiyya, Christianity. Wal-Majusiyya, the worship of the fire and the sun. Wal-Budhiyya, Buddhist religion, as we call it today. Wal-Barhamiyya, Hinduism. It's called initially Barhamiyya. Wal-Wathaniyya, the idol worshipping of the people of Arabia at that time. These are the religion that were known at that time. People all lived together, even in Mecca, in Medina, of course, called at that time Yathrib. People were mixed, Jews, Christian, Buddhist, all of them. And the Arabs chose to have the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be a place where the idol were worshipped. Okay? Now, if you think about Judaism, it is named after Judah. If you think about Christianity, it is named after Christ. And the rest of the religion, they're all named after a people, a land, a person. But in essence, this was made like that by the people of the time themselves. But the religion itself is always an Islam. It's always submission, strive and surrender to the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nothing else. If somebody asks you, what is Islam? Al-Islam, Iman. It's Islam, Iman, Ihsan. Sharia, faith, okay? And surrender. This is it. Sharia is the law that governs your life. And faith is when you turn and depend only upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and seeking from nobody else but him. And surrender, surrendering to his will, subhanahu wa ta'ala, as Allah said about Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam and Sayyidina Ismail. But at that time, before Sayyidina Muhammad sallam was born, if you look at the people who were worshipping in Judaism, the religion became just activities that they carry out in the synagogue. People were not really carrying the religion as it was supposed to be carried. Business and making money is more important than worshipping Allah. Conduct and behavior were neglected and people were abusing one another. And the rights of people were forgotten. And therefore the religion became a body without a spirit. Just like the time of Sayyidina Nuh, like the time of Sayyidina Ibrahim salam, The same thing was happening again. And if you think about it, the religion became not the religion to the world, or to the people, but the religion to those who will be born in it. If you are not born from a Jewish mother, there's nothing. So the religion is not really for da'wah. You have to be born with it, otherwise you are not. So that killed the whole message of Sayyidina Ibrahim salam that has brought to the world as a Muslim. Although Ibrahim salam, as Allah said in the Quran, أعوذ بالله الترجيم ووصى بها إبراهيم بنيه ويعقوب إبراهيم عليه السلام بروت سيدنا إسماعيل and سيدنا إسحاق and his son Jacob يعقوب and said to them oh my sons never never navigate away from the path of the truth never turn away from Allah never worship but Allah سبحانه وتعالى your religion is submission to him striving for his sake and totally surrendering your will to him. This is what 
Allah is telling us. But the Jews at the time, they did not fulfill that. Therefore, the Jews became a minority that was always taken advantage of. People did not really look after them well. People mistreated them and abused them. And many of their leaders began to play with the religion and use it for their own advantage. And this is something that people should think about seriously. Because to play with the religion, it will only bring you trouble. On the other hand, if you look at Christianity, instead of worshipping Allah, as Sayyidina Isa السلام, brought to them, and thinking of Allah as the one, the religion became Trinity. Okay? The God, the Son, or the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, or the Spirit, which is never been said by Sayyidina Isa alayhi salam. You will never find in the Bible as it is if there are verses from Allah or words of Sayyidina Isa, either him or Allah saying Isa is my son from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or Isa is saying, I'm the son of God. Never. The Quran fulfilled that. Where Sayyidina Isa alayhi salam will be questioned by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the day of judgment by saying to him, A'udhu bin rajim أَأَنْتَ قُلْتَ لِلنَّاسِ اتَّخِذُونِي وَأُمِّي إِلَهَيْنِ مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ Did you and your mother said to the people to take you as gods beside Allah? Isa will say to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, If I said it, you will be more aware of it than myself. For I know not of what you have within you, but you know everything about me. So Sayyidina Isa alayhi salam will deny that. Because he never says that. Allah says so in the Quran. To say that whatever is being said by the Christian then or today is not true. God is one. You must take that seriously. So the Jews and the Christian moved away. But the Christians began to fight one another. The Christian of Sham okay, and Iraq were one church. The Christian of Egypt was another church. And they were fighting one another. If you read, go and read in the history books. They were fighting one another about spiritual matters. About who is Isa. Whether Isa is God or son of God. Whether Isa uh, is there or not there. Whether Isa is coming or not coming. All these things. And you, subhanallah, you could see sometimes resemblance of these things happening today. And it is sad to see a conflict between Muslim groups doing the same thing. It happened at the early years of Islam and many of them diverted from the truth and they never gained that truth again. The Majus, those who worshipped the fire, were mainly Iranians from Persia, the kingdom of Persia. And they were just idol worshippers. They used to worship, as they say, the one God, but they will never worship that one God unless they pray to the fire or turn to the sun. And this is something, something that we should turn away from. And when you come to the Hindus, okay, all their religion, although it turns to the one God, but it is all through idols. Either animals or idols made by their hands. Whether it is the elephant or the monkey or the rat. Look at their history. Some of them, they say, perhaps there is 300 or 313 okay, gods and some they say, up to a million gods. And this is just 
the religion at that time. So everybody was diverting from the truth. There is nobody at that time really worshipping Allah properly, even those who came through the messengers who were carrying the truth. The children of Sayyidina Ibrahim السلام, through Yaqub Bani Israel, through the Jewish religion or the Christianity at that time. They were not really fulfilling the message. And then, if you go further and look at the Buddhist, initially were worshipping God, and then suddenly Buddha, the one who started it, became their God. And today, even today, you find the image of him. And whom did they worship? It is him. And that is not the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala intended. But then when you come to look at the descendant of Sayyidina Ibrahim السلام, through Ismail in Mecca and the surrounding, what did they do? They diverted from the truth. They began to make idols and to worship idols that which Sayyidina Ibrahim السلام, at the beginning was fighting against. That's why he was thrown into the fire. That's why he was moving away from that by bringing his son Ismail to a furthest land to move him away from the idol worship and the idol worshippers and put him in a place where he'd be safe. He could never believe what they were doing. I tell you, it was so evil that the whole world before Sayyidina Muhammad was born was either wars or oppression. Okay? of men by one another and slavery and killing was rife. There was nothing you could think of in the earth was good. Nothing. People of religion were fighting. People of no religion were fighting. There is nothing on the earth that was good. There's nothing. It is said by some historians, if the messengers and the followers of those messengers of all the great religion came at that time and walked among the people, they will say, this is not our religion. If Isa came and walked among the Christians, say, no, I didn't teach you this. If Musa came and walked among the Jews, he would say, I never taught you this. And so on. No one will accept what the people were doing. The only thing needed at that time for the earth to be purified from shirk and mushrikeen. Everything was evil on the earth. Now, at that time, as well before Sayyidina Muhammad وسلم, was born, the people who were leading knowledge, research in all the different sciences like math, okay, and language, poetry, whatever you can talk about, they were not really thinking of religion. If the people of religion want to be with them, the people of religion have to follow them. The religious people were oppressed and therefore they were misguided because they were following the guidance of those who have no God. Okay? The Persian kings were doing evil at that time and they didn't do anything that is good. Okay? Dawlat al-Rum, okay? Byzantine was doing also evil at the Arab called al-Rum. Nothing in it was good. If you go to the Egyptian land, which is a part of that kingdom, they were also doing evil at that time. Nothing was good in their land. If you go to India, it was supposed to be the best place to go for knowledge at that time but in all their cities where there is knowledge there was oppression even in their places of worship there was abuse and evil taking place and everyone agreed at that time something must change those who were praying 
and praying hard, those who were crying for the world to change, they began to ask, when will the victory come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? When will it come? Just like us now. Look at us. Wherever you go, everybody is asking, what's going to happen? The world is just going rotten. Anybody who's trying to tell the truth, he's put down. And anybody who goes against the evil that's taking place, he was told to be quiet. And the word that you hear, you're not politically correct. Either you should be politically correct by saying that which is against the essence of humanity and righteousness of the religion of that which Allah has commanded us to do. Or you cannot live life. So we need to be very, very careful. What happened then is happening now. And the only thing that can happen now is for the Savior whom Sayyidina Muhammad said will come from his blood. Al-Mahdi alayhi salam. That's it. There is nothing else. But at that time, people were waiting for Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So to conclude, okay, I will say, at that time, if you look at the world religiously or spiritually, religion was the lowest thing in the life of human at that time. There is no religion. People were going to their worship place, but there was abuse of religion because within the Worship places, idols were worshipped. Whether it is in the people of India or in the land okay, of the Persians or the Egyptians or in Sham, everywhere people were just worshipping idols, nothing else. There was nothing that was bringing any good to the people. One of the scholars says, if you look at that time, the human being has forgotten himself where he came from, what was his purpose of existence in this world, where he is going next. As Allah said in the Quran, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم وَلَا تَكُونُوا كَالَّذِينَ نَصُوا اللَّهَ فَأَنْسَاهُمْ أَنفُسَهُمْ What does this mean? Don't be like those people whom were there before Muhammad Sallam was born. Then Allah made them forget themselves. وَلَا تَكُونُوا كَالَّذِينَ نَصُوا اللَّهَ فَأَنْسَاهُمْ أَنفُسَهُمْ Those people neglected Allah, forgotten about him, Allah made them forget themselves, and they lived a life that was evil to the extent that they were burying their daughter alive. These are the people of the land where Sayyidina Ibrahim السلام, prayed and Allah made it a land of existence. Now, a verse in the Quran can bring this together. Allah said in the Quran, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم ظهر الفساد في البر والبحر بما كثبت أيدي الناس ليذيقهم بعد الذي عملوا لعلهم يرجعون فساد is the spread of evil on the land Allah said the spread of evil on the land has appeared not because Allah wanted it to take place but because of the people themselves navigating away from the path of the truth deviating from the teaching of the prophets and the messengers that were sent to them and the teaching of the unity of God or Tawheed. And Allah is going to test them so that they can test some of that which they have done. So that they can reap some of that which they have gained by themselves. Perhaps, maybe, they will return back to the truth. And therefore, if you look at then when Sayyidina Muhammad was born, there were a lot of trials and tests 
Initially, in Mecca, there were some people who were tortured, some people who were killed, some people had to run away. Even your Prophet Muhammad had to hide by night and escape. Why? Because it was a time of trials. Allah wanted to cleanse that land. Allah wanted to cleanse the Kaaba. Allah wanted to cleanse okay, the people who will come and worship in that place. One thing I will say, if you can think sometimes when you are alone of how life would be when everyone in the world was thinking of everything and doing everything to build this world but never thinking of Allah, never thinking of the teaching of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, of wanting to be good or do good, how would life will be? Think like that. And today, this is what is happening. We're living at a time whereby many of us are happy with what we have. I believe in God. I'm safe. I'm working. I'm earning. I'm eating. That's enough. I don't have to worry with, with the world. And that's the wrong thing to do. Today, more than ever, we need to go out of our way to spread what we have, not by telling people, but by doing that which will encourage them to do good. That's the only way. If we cannot do that, then if suddenly the savior of the time comes out, we can't imagine just to follow him. We can't imagine that. By Allah Almighty God, it is never like that. In all the generation that preceded us, all the good people who will follow the messengers will be people who were doing good before Islam. Look at Abu Bakr Sadiq. Before Islam, he was there feeding the poor and the hungry, saving the orphans, saving those who were suffering. And the widows. Sayyidina Umar al-Khattab was there with Hamza. If any oppressed people needing help, they will go there to help them. Sayyidina Uthman ibn Affan, he was the most generous man known in that land. And so on. Everybody you see closest to the Prophet they were doing good before he came. Those who were furthest away from good, they were the worst. Like Abu Jahl and Abu Lahab. Before Islam, they were worse. And after Islam, they became the worst people. So please, let us take a lesson from this time before the coming of Muhammad for ourselves today. What can we learn? We're waiting. What are we waiting for? We're waiting for the coming of the man whom Sayyidina Muhammad Sallallahu has promised to come to save the world. Who is that man? A descendant of Muhammad Sallallahu from his son, okay, Al-Hasan. And he will come and he will fill this earth with justice. Every one of us think because I'm a Muslim, I'm praying, I'll be following him if he arrive around. No. You need to be active. You need to save your Islam. You need to be striving and doing good. And you need to totally surrender your will to Allah by making sure that everything you do is only for his sake. If we do that, then we'll be saved. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for me and for you. And may Allah allow us to have tawfiq and success in this world and in the hereafter. And may he subhanahu wa ta'ala fulfill for us that which will be making it easier for us to be among those who will be closest to Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam while we are existing worshipping Allah on this land and when we will be resurrected closest to Allah in the day of judgment. Allahumma rabbi rahamna, Allahumma rabbi zidna ilma wa zidna fahma waj'alna min rashidin. Ya rabbi zidna ilma wa zidna fahma waj'alna min rashidin. Ya rabbi zidna ilma wa zidna fahma waj'alna min rashidin. Ya rabbi hayyik lana min amrina rashada waj'al ma'unataka al-husna lana madada bil-awliya bil-salihina bi-jam'ihim man ja'ana al-Qur'ana anhum murshida 
فرج بفضلك إلهي كربنا يا خير مد الأنام له يدا وصلي وسلم على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين الفاتحة بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين